My name's Ivan, and I'm a scientist by day and a writer by night. And I'm Daniel, I'm a neuromuscular therapist, and I run my own practice. And you're listening to the weekly podcast, Journey to Wherever. Enjoy the show. All right, we'll, we'll start. <laughs> <laughs> so, how you been? Good. All right. I'm good. We didn't say welcome to episode two. Oh, hey guys. Welcome to uh, episode two. This feels good. Episode, episode two. two. I feel yep. like I'm making some ground, some progress. We made the first We made the first one. Uh, we survived. Um, we the first one was, like you said, a little bit of lack of structure, but we just kind of like, like I said, we, we had to dive in there. But it came together well. Even though we were recording, I was like, oh, a bit of, bit of lack of structure, I felt yeah. like. But then when I listened to it... It felt a bit more natural. It was good. Com- it was good. The chemistry yeah. was there. I, I listened back to it and I was like, yeah. Well, yeah, I enjoyed it. That was good. So I hope everybody else out there enjoyed the first episode as well, just as much, I guess, as we uh, did recording it. Um, I felt like a little bit of a personal celebrity this week myself, walking around. I felt like, oh, I'm a little bit of a celebrity. Even though, like... Not really, no. <laughs> I feel like a personal celebrity. I'm joking. <laughs> I uh, did, actually, uh, one thing for me was like, obviously listening to podcasts a lot and then when it kind of uh, launched through and it was, I think one of the first um, uh, places we went on was a Spotify. Yeah. And I was like, saw the like little logo there. And I was yeah. like, yeah. You kind of feel part of that yeah, podcast like, oh, world. Because cool. I, I, you know, I was interesting. I, I don't know if I told you this, but I was listening to um, another podcast and it was talking about how many podcasts there actually are in the world. Oh, man. Did I tell you this? No. You get, take a guess. You know, I How was list- many podcasts yeah, are in the okay, world? Okay, I'm going to like stuff up the numbers here. Um, but I th- it was Seth Godin's uh, podcast and he was talking about um, podcasting in general and like the numbers of podcasts. How- and again, I'm going to stuff up the numbers, but I'll give approximations. People can go and listen to his show if, you like, if they like. But... How many podcasts do you think there are in the world? Oh, man. Because your gut said millions, right? Oh, yeah, definitely millions. It's, Hundreds of millions, I'd say. That, dude, that's a lot. Yeah, Hundreds but, but of there's, there's, of podcasts. There's, there's like, only billions there's of like people There's like 300 million people in just the, in the States. Yeah, but that'd be saying one in three Americans have a podcast. They probably do. <laughs> no, okay. no. Okay, so... So the numbers around seven hundred thousand. Nah. Yes, no apparently way. right. Really? And I was like, yes, we got hope. <laughs> seven hundred thousand. Yeah. So, and get what is the again? I'm going to stuff up. If the that numbers, was, if there his... was a multiple choice of like three or four answers, and then there was a uh, hundreds and thousands one, I'd be like nah. you'd be repeating that subject. Yes, I okay. would. I'd be one hundred percent repeating that subject. So. <laughs> Bank that because I got something <laughs> to talk about. By the way, about subjects. Okay. Um, so, and what do you, what do you think is the median number of listens per show for each um, for podcast? each show for each podcast show like each episode? I think it just depends on where it gets streamed to. Like, it depends on where, what platform people are using. But each so each episode, each well, listen. Yeah, the median for as in numbers or percentage numbers of numbers. listeners. Honestly, because this is all new to me, I would have no clue. Okay. But if I had to guess, I don't know, a couple of hundred? Now you're getting closer. It okay. was about 170 or something. Really? Listens per show. Really? Yeah. And wow. I was like, that explains like a lot of stuff. Because when I first released my you know first little podcast thing on the site, it was nothing. Like, it was just me recording about my day and my what are my stories and like, stuff like that. Yeah. And I quite quickly made it into the top 100 on anchor <laughs> wow. in the world in the whole anchor platform right is that because it was relatively i'm not trying to like say possibly yeah. that's my point it's yeah. so new that i think there is such opportunity to get in there and put a good show out wow that's you know a, yeah. because there okay. is not that much people doing it contrary to what we probably think and if you think about like blogs and youtube channels like i mean that's like a dime a dozen now everybody's doing it right yeah. or trying to do it which yeah. makes it so hard um, but yeah, I mean the numbers for podcasts is quite low. I was like, wow, it's pretty interesting. That's that's good. Actually, you know, it's funny you say that though, because the more people I speak to at um, the clients of mine at work, and we're just like, oh, you know, has your week been yada yada? We'll talk about oh, like the the main thing they talk they ask me is oh, so where about do you live again? And I know, I have about a forty five minute commute to to work and they go oh my gosh that's that's such a long you know thing and i'm like <laughs> no nah, not really 45 minutes in sydney is pretty uh pretty standard but <clears throat> you know a lot of my clients um you know tend to live close to their will try to live close to, close to their workplace and then they go oh geez like you must be sick of the radio and i say to them 
I haven't radio. listened to the radio for like four He's years. And they're like, oh, what do you do? Music? I'm like, no. Oh, every now and then I might listen to music when I just don't want to consume content. And they're like, oh, do you listen to ebooks? I'm like, ah, uh, not really. More podcasts. And I'd probably say, yeah, maybe at least probably 50, 60. Do they say, what is a podcast? Most of them say, what's that? Really? Yes. So they don't even know what it is. They don't even know what a podcast. Man, heard- Australia needs to step up. Their They've game. heard of the term podcast. Yeah. But they haven't. They don't know what it actually what it is means and what it does. or what it does. Yeah. Okay. So and I was like, oh, what are you talking about? And then they're like, oh, look, have you got like, you know, I'll just go through the, you know, they'll show me the iPhone. I'm like, see that app there? It says podcast, like the the Apple one, the purple yeah. icon. They go, oh, I wondered what that was. I'm like, oh my god! It you, opens uh, this whole world now. Yeah, yeah. Search something. Yeah, exactly. search it. What? There's shows on celery. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, so what do you listen to? And I said, whatever you want. And they're like, I don't understand. I said, what are you into, Jane? And Jane will be like, uh, I, I like cooking and and um, I like watching um, you know crime shows and stuff like that. And I just went in through a phone. And I just typed in you know true crimes or CSI or something. And then it's just obviously as as you could imagine. T- typing something like that it brought up you know hundreds of different yeah. podcasts and she was blown yeah. away like her, you know when you see a little kid open up a wrapping like their first birthday present <laughs> their eyes like go triple yeah. the size when you see that on an adult you're like oh man i've hit something yeah you know? <laughs> and then you were like and first subscription for the day will be journey to a <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's um, now coming to think of it it yeah probably is seven hundred thousand yeah. well a couple hundred in, in terms of the listeners because people yeah, they just people don't, don't, know. don't know. Yeah, so I think it's going to become eventually um, like mainstream, as in you will switch on your car. I mean, some cars actually have a podcasting icon in the car now. Yeah, but eventually it will just be that is the go-to media. Yeah, to just listen. So I don't. Know, I think we're in a good spot, and to me, that's a little bit exciting. Um, yeah. I think in the you know the 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 thrill, and I was saying this over dinner last night with with um, Natalie, my wife, is I'm so excited now in the early days because. Like you're really chasing the the ones and twos of, yeah. of like audience size, like to get there. I mean, we're more than that, but we, which is it great. Still, for. It still feels but weird it's when new. you say early, like early it's days. Early days. It it's the origin wow, story, it and that like to me days. is so good. I mean, wow. we've been waiting to do this for like you know two years. Imagine if we had done it then. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but I just I love this this early time where there are you know the first one or two people come on and listen, and they'll yeah. say, oh, you know, it was a good show or, or something like that. Yeah. Um. And I, I love that part because I like chasing the early day part of it. It's kind of thrilling for me, and I like being, I like it's almost like an underdog story, right? It's very foundational. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's the beginning, um, which kind of leads me to the first um, point is uh, a big thanks to um, you know a couple of people on Instagram and Twitter that either you know shared um, shared the podcast and gave us a bit of a shout out. Um, or, or followed along to our new social media um, pages. So um, I know Prudent Gaming on Instagram, um, he um, gave a shout out, uh, I think it was on Twitter actually, um, to say, uh, you know, head on over and listen to the podcast, which is good. Project Palm Tree also followed us pretty quickly. So um, thank you to them as well. Um, big shout out. And on uh, Facebook, got some really nice feedback from um, uh, Gemma. And, um, you know, that was really, really good. So it's nice to get the feedback and hear, you know, I guess just one people actually sharing it yeah. or, or talking about it yeah. is something I appreciate. But someone even sending a message to say, you know, it was a really good show. You know, you and you and Daniel um, bounce off, bounce off. Well, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the exact words. I yeah, did. Yeah. Show, I remember I seeing that on one. Personally, for me, that was like when they when you uh, when we started seeing him come through. I was like. This is like this is weird. Like it's, it's nice. A, it's not it's it was nice, nice that but people it was care. strange. I was like, I wasn't expecting, you know, naturally first episode. Like I then wasn't expecting that many people to to tune in. But you know, shocked me. That's for sure. And I was yeah. kind of humbled actually. Yeah, with, it was with nice. With these uh, comments and feedback from people, so it was, it was good. Yeah. So thanks to them. Thank you very um, much, guys. You're part appreciate of the origin story, and yes, we appreciate the foundational, that. The you're slab. part of the star. <laughs> um, you know. Two Aussie blokes sitting in the top stairs of a, a dimly lit room on a rainy day. I like dimly uh, lit. That's how <laughs> I, I pulled roll. up to your, to the front of the house and I saw the lamp on in the in the in the office space where we do our recording. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's on." Yeah, um, I just I, I you know with, especially with my work, I, I like to I like dimly lit uh, rooms. I'm kind of like um, uh, 
you know, those, kind of like those those characters when the light comes and they're like, ah, light, yeah. turn the light off. Because <laughs> you work in the dark. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I consult in the light, and then when it's when it's when I'm when I'm working on on my patients, I'll uh, I you know turn the lights off and then kind of have just you know a dimly kind of lit room. And yeah. For some reason, when that's on, it does two things for me. I at the nighttime when I'm at home, I I relax. Yeah. But I also focus. Interesting. Yeah. But if it's too late at night, I'll fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of bouncing back to <laughs> the first episode of the superheroes. Like, this, you know, have you uh, have you watched? Um, is it the Dark Knight with Bane? Yes. It's like he was born in the dark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was that was good. This is something like you are you train in the dark. I was born in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that voice was good. It was. It was good. Yeah, I didn't even know that was um. That was actually Bane's voice. I didn't know who the character was playing it until the mask came. Was it, his name the, the, the English guy? Yeah, I didn't even know it was Tom him. Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah, he, actually, I didn't even show his face the whole thing. I no, think I had to look up all. who the character was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's Tom Hardy. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was a good character that um played there. Uh, so. <laughs> One of the topics that I was thinking this week, I'm like, what, what, what do I want to talk about? In fact, actually, quick track back. I think we tried to record this last weekend, but Garage Band decided to take a shit on my face <laughs> and didn't let me. I was record for some reason. There was like microphone issues again, so I spent the better part of late nights and early mornings working Garage Band out. I am a Garage Band when, master. When you left here that time, like we probably spent, it was a good, close to an hour, I'd close say. Close to an hour close troubleshooting. To an hour, and I was just watching you just windling away and the rage oh. <laughs> increasing. I was like, oh man, this I left. poor guy. Because I feel, I personally feel helpless because I'm, I'm looking at this, it's all just looks like a different language to yeah. me. So I'm like, I wish I could help him out. So I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm oh, doing. I'm I just l- watching you just... Just dying. Oh, on the it was so bad. I left here and my wife was like, So how'd the show go? And I was like, We didn't record one. She was like, What? You didn't record one this whole time. I'm like, where's your father, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like you didn't record an episode this whole time you were gone, like, eh, yeah, it just didn't work the out. Same thing with your sister when like, she she came home, she's like, Oh, so how'd you guys go? I'm like, Yeah, yeah. We we let's just say we we understood the difficulties of garage band. <laughs> she's learned. like, What do you mean? So how many episodes did you record? I said, Zero. She's like what happened? And I said, oh, look, I don't exactly know what happened. It just it wasn't working. And she goes, because of your sister, she's like, oh, Yvonne's going to be so pissed. <laughs> I'm like, he was. He was, yeah, like, was really weird. angry. I said, did he go all, like, quiet and, like, mute and stuff? And I said, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's just annoying. But now, because like, it works. see you, dude. Have a good week. I was like, oh, shit, he looks pissed. <laughs> but, but now, because it worked, I'm, like, double happy. Yeah. Because you uh, just sat down and bang, yeah. like you were on it. So like, this is something school didn't teach me. You know, school doesn't teach you how to, you know, set up a podcast. Set up garage band. Uh, uh, which kind of leads me on to the, t- the topic of, I guess, the show. Yeah. And something I've been thinking about. I think about it on and off a lot, mm-hmm. especially, um, uh, especially when I'm trying to say learn, learn maybe something new or I'm just making like a joking comment in an article I'm writing or something I'm trying to refer to like my background education or something, um, is how, well, I'm not going to go straight into it and go for the kill, <laughs> um, but how valuable is acad- like post-school post or any form of further education, such as university or, um, you know, like a... a private college or a TAFE Take, or yeah. some sort of further education trade or a trade trade um what i mean what are some of the benefits of going to say university versus not going yeah. and how valuable is it because yeah. <clears throat> you and i have both done further studies yeah you know I mean you've got i've lost count how many certificates in training you've done which is yeah. functional for what you do and i yeah. think you need it um, because it's it's you can only pick up those skill sets learning that way, and because you need to be qualified. Yep. But then on the extreme flip, it's like every single job that people go for these days says you need to have a degree. Yeah. And I've seen like standard, like basic, basic jobs mm-hmm. where it's like entry level jobs. Yeah. Say you need a bachelor of science. Entry I, level jobs. Entry yeah. level jobs. Say yep. you need a bachelor of science. I'm yep. like. The fuck you need a Bachelor of Science for? Yeah. I have a Bachelor of Science. I don't How that- on earth is an SN2 substitution reaction going to help you... Understand it. Understand no, your it current role uh, in yeah. finance or 
entry level sales. I almost think for that specific entry or that type of job is more an insurance perspective. I think like when they're hiring people and then if something were to go wrong, they probably look back and go, oh, well, who is it and what have they done and how experienced are they? And I think that baseline of that degree or that certificate allows them to kind of pass the buck that I'll say the people that we have are qualified. They, but doesn't they, that show you a flaw in the system yes. is that you are churning through people's lives and time That's where I was getting to, to buffer the risk to a business. Yeah, yeah. Which means a poor person who's gone through, not poor, poor person, yeah. but a poor bug has gone through university yeah. for like three or four years. Yeah. They've now accumulated a reasonable portion of debt in order to offset the risk of a business. That's see, that's that's the bit that scares me. I, think I never thought about it that way. Well, yeah, I, I have. I've actually been thinking about. I think we we briefly chatted about this a couple of months ago. But that's the bit that probably scares me in today's age of just how difficult it is to get ahead in life in general, or just just to live in certain big cities. By the time they get started, they've got this. Um, well, here in Australia, it's a hex debt, I think. Is what hex it's, or help, help or something. Help or help or whatever. And it's really alarming. I think I read about two or three weeks ago an article that the average average hex debt is anywhere between twenty to $30,000. Yeah. And mine like, was about thirty-five or something, I was like, thirty-seven, how, thirty-two. How on something earth like. are people going to pay that? Because obviously, it's it's based on you only pay it off based on your salary, and it, it takes a certain percentage out of it. But if you earn below that, then you're actually never really no. So let, a, let, let's run through. As well. Let's run through because for some people in the world, say particularly if you're in America, right? And, yeah. I, and I know looking at the stats now, some people in the US are listening to this podcast. Yeah. So. They'd probably laugh if we said the degree costs thirty five thousand. Yeah, they probably yeah. right. Yeah, let's put it into context, right? So, yeah. or let's kind of explain the background here. So, in Australia, you can go to university and not pay anything up front. Yes, you can get a degree in almost anything. anything I'm pretty sure, right? Even like right off the top to say something like medicine that you know you can cure like a hundred thousand. Yeah, you debt. can pretty much do the degree at no cost up front. Yes. So tick, it's great. That's, Anybody yeah. can do it, which Entry, means a you lot don't of people worry by, about it initially. A, yeah, a mm. lot of people by default probably would go, oh, we'll do it then. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything up front. You may as well just have it as a good blanket. However, and I'm probably going to sound a little privileged here now, but it's not like it's not at all because I'm going to put everything in context, right? Yeah. So you can basically go to university and get a degree up front. Uh, three or four degree year degree, you then take out a loan, not from um, a bank or a student loan or anything like that. It basically goes through the government. So mm-hmm. it's a government loan, like what they call it fee help or HEX or something. I'm not sure what it's called yeah. these days. And basically, help or HEX, one of those two, H-E-L-P or H-E-C-S. Yeah, they always change the name. Some fee help, HEX, help, something like that, right? Higher education, something. Yeah. Anyway, so basically the government will give you money for your degree and basically you go through university, you do your degree and then you start paying it off when your income hits a certain threshold. Yes. Great model yeah. for people who can't afford it up front. Yeah. It opens up the door for education for everyone. Yes. Great. I respect that. Yeah. Um, then what happens is you hit a certain threshold of your income and then you start paying off the More. debt. More. Oh, yes. So, yeah, pay right? more. so yeah. I think it starts at maybe like 6% or I don't know. People can quote me if I'm wrong. But there is a certain percentage when you hit a certain income threshold where you start paying it off. Yep. You then continue to pay that off by paying extra tax automatically deducted from your salary until you pay out the whole degree. Yes. Right? Which is not much indifferent to a normal model, except it's probably less risky for you because, you know. But I think in, I think you used to be able to even leave the country. Okay. And you don't take it with you. Really? I don't know. It's something. So I you, think and, I read it might be wrong. You come back kind of thing? Something. I'm not sure, That's right? weird. I don't know how it's structured. So but thanks, it's just Australia. Weird, right? I'm out. <laughs> just go somewhere else. <laughs> but, but the problem is, is that if you genuinely want a degree, yep. the number of people that are getting degrees now mm-hmm. is high. Yes. I mean, the intake is, you're talking like tens of thousands of people are churned out of university but every only, single year. But only 40% of them actually land to an actual proper job is that the well. stat yes See, 41 point something percent right. so yeah um sorry i didn't mean to interject no, but good. i think uh what you're getting to is there's it, the the number is high but because a lot of those degrees are what i think i deem as nothing degrees there's a lot of nothing degrees and um when i say it's, it sounds a bit like saying nothing degrees but i'll give you an example like I've, obviously with in contact with a lot of my patients and clients and 
they talk about you know a lot of them their kids are going into into the year 11 or year 12 it's or their time to, now this coming is the time. up well yeah. it's, it's october uh, yeah we're in october yeah. now so this is this is almost getting to the crunch time for a lot of the hsc students out there here in australia they're gonna you know do all their exams and stuff and speaking to the parents and i would probably say uh, the majority of them would say that their kids don't know what they're want to do yeah but then they'll pick a nothing degree yeah like oh he really likes history so he's gonna do a bachelor in history i'm like okay fair enough so then you speak to the kid and say, like, oh, hey, mom says you're gonna be doing history and stuff like that i'm like oh cool so what did you what do you want to do with that and then he goes oh i'm not really sure uh i said do you like teaching he's like no so i'm like so what are you gonna do with the bachelor of history yeah. And, he, and it's just Don't know. silence. He just doesn't know. So, so they'll then, come out with a $30,000 debt, debt after, say, an average three or four years. Three or four years. And then that's it. And He's got a degree in history. Yeah. He might major in something or whatever. Which to his, which I guess to kind of support, because he's still a kid, yeah, right? That's right. There should be no expectation on them to know exactly what they want to do for the rest of their 100%, life. 100%. And it's modeled to make people think that's what you should actually do. That's right. Which is a flaw in and of itself. That's exactly right. So I'm, I'm saying if he doesn't know what he's going to do, but he likes history, fair enough. But if it doesn't lead to anything, why are you putting yourself on the back foot? Yep. Debt wise, yeah. Okay, you've learned something. I know university teaches you. You know, you turn up to your classes, your lectures. It, it, it's a certain a maturity to complete a degree. I respect all that, and I think it's it's a lesson in itself. But at what's the cost? It's an though? expensive. It's lesson. a very expensive cost. It's an expensive so, lesson, and and some of them might have to pay it themselves. Some yep. of them they, they might be lucky that their parents might yeah. pay it for them. Because if you pay a bit up front, you get a discount, right? Yeah, but it's still, but it's it's still going to cost you in or around that money. So yeah. either your parents are going to be out of pocket. Or you're gonna over the time gonna be out of pocket, but you just you've done this degree because of uh, I think where I'm gonna go with it later on in the episode is more the lack of guidance because at the end of the day, universities are a business. Of course, they're gonna get high people, you know, completing degrees because there's a lot of influx of what yep. I call deem nothing degrees. Yeah, yeah. So then people come out right of university. They've got a degree, and and I'm not I'm not speaking like brash here i'm like you know our oh, degrees are a waste of time i've actually got a degree no in fact i've got more than one a waste of time They're and i took time. it so far that i started to do even a phd yeah and then became a proud phd dropout <laughs> so <laughs> um because moving into the second year i was like i've been at university now for like five or six years whatever it was yeah and i'm probably gonna come out on under fifty thousand a year which in some countries sounds a lot but in the context of Australia, it's no, not a lot, not especially when you start want to start a family, no. especially when they have a mortgage. You can barely, you know, get to we and from work on fifty thousand a year you if you've got kids. You just year. couldn't. It's no. just not enough here. No. Um, but by that stage, you will have spent, you know, close to a decade of study, mm-hmm. and you will be, you you will pretty much be completely inexperienced as far as work. You've got no real life employment experience that you're going to take apart and, from the the odd uh, weekend job that they some people might might take to yeah but if it's not in by. the context of your industry yeah. it's still hard yeah. now i'm going to put my recruiter hat on because i spent some years in recruitment right i remember sitting down with one particular candidate that was coming through and we, he was trying to apply for i don't know it was like an analytical chemist job or something right and basically he had a Science degree, probably honors or a master's degree, had done his PhD. And then he was like, oh, so what, what, what kind of job do you want to do? And he's like, oh, you know, chemist job. And he was applying for some sort of chemist role I had on the time. And I was like, so what's your income range? Like, what, what kind of income are you looking for, looking at getting? Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, like 45, 50. I was, this guy had 15 years yeah, that's... of chemistry experience. Wow. So he's worked in a lab churning through chemistry tests. You know, probably really skilled in a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, now working in the industry as well, knowing what they need to know. Yeah, forty-five. You know, fifty k. Just sounds like someone that. And he was. In. He wasn't like young. Yeah. He wasn't even middle age. He was like he was, probably in his late maybe forties, early fifties. Yeah. So he'd be still s- supporting a family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably knowing around about the demographics of where he lives, it's quite expensive living close to the hub of where a lot of these jobs are anyway yep. because just of where the, where it's located it's just not cheap to live yeah i don't know how people survive yeah so they so he, he I mean, just sounds like someone that just wanted to get in 
because yes. he understands that he, he probably knows what he's worth but he understands the industry that he's selected um but at, he had done jobs like this before it's yeah. just very hard oh to he get had done jobs yes okay. Oh, okay, okay but that's but that probably speaks to i mean one there's probably not a lot of that type of work here yeah but at the same time, you know, people would be applying for jobs all the time. And I get resume after resume after resume, Bachelor of Science, Bachelor of Science, Bachelor yeah. of Science, Bachelor of Science. The university where they did it is like listed there too. Yeah. So this poor kid, yeah, you know, is writing, I went to this particular university because it's the prestigious name. Yeah. Genuinely, genuinely, this is coming from a recruiter now. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> genuinely. I don't know. Whether it's, you know, the most prestigious uni in Sydney, it, it doesn't matter. The first thing that yeah. a, a recruiter would be looking for, or that I'd be looking for in particular, was what experience do you have? The university of where you went doesn't matter. Yeah. And people, and parents have a lot to play for this too, because it's a lot of what these kids are coming through going for the university. Yes. It's not even the kid's fault. Yeah. I'm speaking to parents now. Well, this is, and yeah, this is the part that this I This is the to, true part. Yeah, this is the, the actual part. thing is what drives, Their it's not about making. the university, what's driving a lot of these kids, particularly coming into this time of year now where they're, a lot of these kids are stressed now thinking, oh, I've got these exams coming up. Um, I've got to, you know, pass this exam. I'm studying so hard and if, if I don't pick the right degree or if I don't pick the right job my life's over pretty my much my life's like over yeah, like yeah. it's it's genuinely not over no life oh. doesn't even start you haven't even you haven't even started until you probably hit your 30s that's yeah. when you start to warm up career wise yes and I think parents and I know you can speak to this too yeah parents probably have a lot to speak with it yeah. to, to, to answer for as far as pushing kids into education. Yeah, this is essentially the bit that I, I, I see myself with, obviously with a lot of a lot of my, my clients and their and their kids. And this is the bit that I essentially wanted to chime in on. I, I think whether you get a university degree, get a, a, a you know, a TAFE qualification, a trade, I think it's all valuable. I think there just needs to be more emphasis and guidance from schools as well. Schools have play schools a have too. a big play. Yeah, they play a huge part. Before I get to that bit, we were we went to the same high school. We did same good high school. I got nothing like it wasn't brilliant. It wasn't crap. It was a good high school. But whoever was in charge of the marketing department there just pissed me off big time because I'm not sure if you remember, but obviously our school was seven to ten at a, at one campus, and then it was year eleven to twelve at another campus. At another. Same campus, but uh, same school, but you had to essentially once you got to your ten, you almost had to reapply for to to go to further. go to go further to the senior college as yeah. they uh, deemed it, which was fine because there was you know obviously some kids that just weren't ready to move on and or their just school wasn't for them, but they prided themselves on this statistic that kind of overshadowed parents' guidance. They just kind of went, oh yeah, the school school's good now. They they can do they can do um, whatever they want. I'm just going to go around my melee way work and my child will figure it out wrong because this statistic said right at, right at the front of the book it said 93.9 percent of our sh- students go to university yeah and i'm like so fucking what yeah like but that was hook line and sinker yeah for every single parent that was there they yep. were like they they, they the pre- uh, principal came on stage and is like didn't even address anyone he just said puts his hands down and he goes 93 I think it was 93.4, 93.9. 93.9% of our students attend university. So in other words, they're trying to say that, you know, only 7% of the people in this room aren't, aren't going to make and it. And who is the majority of people sitting in the audience listening to that conversation? Parents. 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 So it brings me this. I was, I was really annoyed at that because I'm like, what happens if you don't want to go to university? But all of a sudden, parents, are, they've taken their, the hat off in terms of the, gui- the guidance hat because they're like, well... Whatever he picks, or he or she picks, not. I'm sure my child's going to be 93 percent of those people that are going to get into uni, mm. most likely. But what are they going to do? Yeah. So it brings me back to my point of the lack of guidance, and I think it should start much sooner. Like, like I think parents are only talking to their kids when they're like 16, 17. Mm. Um, and I don't say I'm not saying talk talk to your child when they've just started high school about what they want to do, but I think parents aren't talking about their interests, what they like, what they dislike, 
their personalities. What the actual kids like. What the actual like. kids like. Parents, because what the kids like. What the kids like. And, you know, it's a bit of a touchy subject, but there's a lot of parents there that are going to live vicariously through their child. Yep. And, and also they're going to, you know, you know, it's the, the the classic dinner party. Oh, so how's everything? Oh, my child's going to university. It's yeah. like, it's all that dicky shit. I'm like, yeah. oh, it just makes me vomit on yeah. the inside. It's like, you only you only care about them achieving this piece of paper on the wall that's framed. Yep. But then they're now 20, 21, 22, 23, hex debt, no idea what the fuck they're doing. And just this lack of guidance. I think it has to start much sooner yes. and tag teaming as well with like the schools the and school. the career counselors. Cause again, going to a career counselor at school and like, I was fortunate to have an idea of what I, the field or the region that I wanted to, to go into. But every single time it started, it always had to start with something to do with uni, 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 yeah, uni. That was the start of the conversation. That was the start of the conversation. Yeah. There was Which uni and, you're going to again. And I'm not bagging uni. It's more a case of, they're not understanding the child. Well, they're a child, really, 17, yeah. 18 years old. They're not understanding who they are, what they're interested in, career guidance counselor, not university guidance counselor. Yes. So that's the biggest gripe I've got to pick yeah. with it. And I personally think there's obviously strat- I've got strategies for it, but it's must, I think it has to start sooner. Yes. Much sooner. So listening to all of those things brought back tons of memories. Because oh, that, yeah. when you, I mean, when you gave the, that, image of the principal leaning over oh the, the man it's thing, a saying, remember this, to this day I remember the, to this let, day. let me run into how the the start the opening meeting was um for when i was gonna j- jump to year 11 yeah. right so when the first starting so i finished year 10 um and then was going to year 11 walked into that same probably the same big hall room thing that you did and the principal or the vice principal stood up and said look Ready? I could see. Me. Ready? I, fuck, I, I was like, it put a fire under my ass like it's no one's business, right? Said, look, if you're not good at maths, mm. don't bother trying to be a rocket, so a brain scientist. Yeah, that was the thing. Oh, and I was like, like, I remember this guy. I was uh. like, the audacity of this motherfucker, right? <laughs> so I was like. Because I sucked at math. So in other words, if you don't know Pythagoras' theorem, I then sucked. you shouldn't be a... Because oh, I use oh. Pythagoras' theorem every day now, right? Yeah, I know. It just, like, just matters. I, dro- I drove here surviving on Pythagoras' theorem. <laughs> Thank God for Pythagoras' theorem. I would... Anyway. Um, but they said, like, you know, if you're not good at math, don't bother being a brain, a brain surgeon or rocket scientist, scientist. or something. Yeah, rocket scientist was yeah, the yeah, words, yeah. right? And I was like... And I sucked at math. So I, like, I had to work real hard to get up there, right? Um, fast track, you know, five, six years, I ended up becoming a scientist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's got nothing to do with, I mean, this, this, just because his principal had the view of, well, you know, if you're not good at it, don't bother trying. Yeah. But I've since learned the reason why they said that. Why and it's that? got nothing to do with helping the kid. What's it, it got to do with? So when I left school, right? Because because backtrack one second, the, when they said that, they then give you a piece of paper and inside that piece of paper, it's basically got a list of subjects the school has pre-populated that they think you'd be good at based on your previous results from years seven to 10. Which are just... So they go, shit, they really. take off maths, they yeah. take off science. Yeah. Not that maths and science matters, like, it could be anything. Yeah. It could be PDHPE, like for, for health, mm-hmm. that was taken off for some people. It could have been um, advanced English. It could have been uh, any subjects they basically pre-populated. And yep. if you were considered the less educated yep. or the lower performing student, you basically had the the, the generalized subjects, right? Yep, yep. And if you performed really, really well previously, you got the uh, higher level subjects as they deem them, right? Yep. So they pre-populated this list. And I was like, oh, shit, like everything that I wanted to do is not on this paper because at the time I wanted to do like computer engineering or something. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't do that, but not that anything's wrong with it, but just that's just not what I'd be interested in now. Yeah. Um, so it, none of the stuff that I was on, I was like, oh, it's just, who's, why are they telling me I can't do this? Fast track going through year 11 and 12, I end up writing a letter and saying, you know, I want to be able to do these subjects and I, you know, I have should have the right, I'm mm-hmm. going to perform and mm-hmm. basically kissed ass and got told I can do it. Yeah. Fast track, went through university, was doing my PhD, had set up a business by mm-hmm. that stage, yep. 
running a martial arts school. So I was running a business at university. Um, I was also doing lecturing, like demonstrating kind of thing at university. And I was like, you know what? I want to be able to link another mentoring program to my martial arts school. Yeah. Because I was trying to expand the business, right? Yeah. And I was like, what's a way that can do this? And what's a good way to give back and contribute and be like a value thing, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to go back to my high school. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And I'm going to go and offer this mentoring program for free. To the students, yeah, through the school, and yep. I thought, you know, it's gonna be a great thing. It's gonna be exposure for my business as well. Got to be fully transparent about that, which I was. Yeah, but it's also gonna add value to these kids because I was passionate about educate, like proper education, and getting kids through. And it's not costing them anything as well. It's not costing them anything. The only thing I was gonna do was drop in, and I also run a martial arts school. Yeah. And if you want to have some sort of extracurricular activity to separate you from school, yeah. de-stress this and that, martial arts is a great way of doing it. Yeah. I sat down and booked a meeting with the principal. Mm-hmm. I was like, so this is the program. So, and I'm like, this is a bit of background about me. I'm currently doing a PhD and I've got a business and this and this and that. Similar to that situation of putting the hands on that yeah, thing. Yeah, it was very much forward. a... You know. It was very much looking at me and I was like, but what experience do you have? Oh my God. And I was like... Motherfucker! Right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by experience? Is in like what's your experience in terms of talking in front of uh, I don't, kids, or was it probably experience what's in your life, life experience? In oh general, my gosh! Right? And I was like, look, fair point, because I'm all about experience. I was like, fair yeah. point. All right, I'll take that on the chin. Yeah. But there was things I could probably offer that would be valuable for the the audience that I'd be speaking to. You'd because be able, you'd be able to relate to them I'd as well. I'd be able to relate because to these teenagers. Like you're not that far because removed. Because at the time I was like 21. Yeah. Or 20 or 21 years you're old. You're four or five years older max. Four or five years older max. max. So I'd be able to so relate to you as well. A lot of these kids at the time would be thinking about progressing that way. And if they were 17 and saw someone 21 in a PhD and mm-hmm. there wasn't that far of a gap, it was like, shit, I could actually do this if that's what I really want to do. Yeah. They might not have, but it yeah. would have been something relatable yeah and i was like fair enough i'll take that on the chin then the principal turns around and goes so how is this going to get our band fives Mm -hmm. to a band six so he completely forget forgot about all the fours and below which is who i inherently wanted to reach yeah because i care for bringing those up that yeah. needed the help that speaks to the ones without the guidance so disappointing. Right? that speaks to the ones that we you know you were just saying needs more guidance the, yeah. the bigger populace the 93 make it into uni right yeah probably 80 percent of them doing things they don't want to do that's right the nothing right? the nothing the, degrees the two three four percent on the top end they yeah. probably want to know. They've got a lot of parents driving them to get there. Yep. That's a separate topic, yep. but it still matters. It still matters. But for the main portion of the kids, it was, so how are we going to get our band fives to a band six? This is the this is. And the I was like, problem. you you, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, I, but, and I said, I said, oh, but what about the other, like, you know, the re- like the rest of the kids, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and that's in the moment when it hit me. Yeah. They don't care the about The school doesn't care. was a business yeah that's right is how do you get the fives to a six because they're the high performer it's going to make the school look good now there's tests like the nap plan testing that which basically from my understanding is showing the rankings of the school Mm -hmm. so kids are thrown into these tests they study from primary school what year three four yeah these kids are doing these tests ultimately it shows how good the school is yeah so kids are being pushed through it's an it's a system yeah of just churning kids through for the purpose of the school yeah there are bucket loads of ways for kids coming out of school to be able to do what they love and make it work. Well, this is this is essentially where we're alluding to is there's hope. There's hope out there, 16 to 18-year-olds, that you you need to think a bit more, maybe ask for a bit more guidance from maybe not teachers, maybe not even your parents. Maybe not even the guidance counselor. Maybe not school. even the guidance I sat counselor. In, I'm, I'm one last story, right? Yeah. I had a guy, and because I'm all about the underdog, and if someone puts in effort and they want to try and and learn and do something, I I, I have so much respect for them, right? Yeah. Sitting in a classroom, a guy was he was teaching me stuff in the class, yeah, because he had hacked these ways of working out calculations and stuff, right? He steps out of class, comes back, and he's like, oh, "I just had a, a meeting with the, the school guidance career counselor," mm-hmm. and he's like. I'm quitting this subject and I'm quitting this other subject and I'm quitting this other subject and I'm picking up all these other basic ones. Yeah. And I was like, shit, they pulled you back into the original proposal. Yeah. They pulled you back in to the first day where they gave the sheet and told you you couldn't do it. Yeah. It's sad. To keep you back in. And he had capability. He could have done it if he tried hard enough. Yeah. Right? 
But it's like you but said, that it's was just a, a it's guidance a counselor. It's, the it's a business. It's a business. It's a business. It really is. But like, I think the school definitely needs to like step it up in that respect. I'm not the. I don't know what the solution is. Like I know they, you know, they're limited with time and subjects and certain amount of hours they have to complete certain things. Like I get that. So I don't know what the solution is for that. But in tandem with parents, it just there needs to be. When I say parents, whoever is guiding, it could be an older brother, sister, someone, and it just you need. I think it, I think ultimately it needs to start earlier. That's probably my thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with whatever it is that you do but it needs it needs to start early because i was faced with the same thing there's that same sheet i was given the same thing i wasn't allowed to do biology and pdhpe well, look at you now so <laughs> like, i had to if I th- anyone knows I think those my, subjects I think you my do. my brother helped me compose a letter to i think what i mean the, the careers count oh the, the teacher i can't remember who it was to the coordinator or yeah. something like that and i because i'm like when i got the sheet i'm like Where, where's where's biology where's where's pdhpe like i I did human movement and PE and all this kind of stuff and yeah. uh, in seven to ten, and now they're not offering it to me. And they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, um, there wasn't even a clear answer as to." We oh, think you'd perform. This yeah, subject is a- more suited to how you perform, and it'll set you up for success in your later degree. In your later, sorry, your yeah. your end of year scores because these subjects will help you get on the higher end and fix your marks and, and, and then you'll perform better ready for your entrance this, if you this want is, to get a degree. This is what I said to like, higher just, end to what? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you want me to get to a higher end, but how do you know what I want to do? This is this is, this is the this is the ultimate thing. Like, we, they're pushing you to to get to this thing, but then they're like, okay, he, you've made it, figure it out. Yeah. That's just not the right approach. Yeah. And I, the, 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 you know, the, the letter that was composed really helped. They begrudgingly, and they said, okay, yeah, you've been accepted to this class, but they, in other words, in disclaimer down the bottom saying, but we don't well, recommend. If, we don't recommend if, it, and, if, and you're going to, and you essentially said you're going to fail badly. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, you know, without tooting the horn, I, I didn't fail badly. I did really well. Yes. And I, yeah. So, so it's, maybe kind of bringing this full circle now to where this takes or what, what does this mean for all of the school students out there that are currently going to sit the final exams for going into you know to if they want to go to university or not and kind of disclaimer if you do want to go yeah and that's what you want to do yeah. not what your parents want to do yeah. what you want to what do you want because to ultimately do. you as a student are probably going to pay for this yeah and if your parents pay for it fine let them speak <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> like, yeah ultimately another topic, if mommy and daddy right? are paying for if your mommy course, and daddy are paying for you, your course you just got to do and it. you want to basically live off them and get a car and 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 get the allowance and have them pay for everything they're paying for your course and telling yeah. you then all right fine yeah but if you're paying for it out of your pocket out of your salary you out of your hex definitely have you need say. to be real smart about what you want to do for the next three or four years if it's going to be a degree pick something that's valuable but there are many many ways around it if you don't actually get the initial um, yeah box yep great you got university right put this into context I mean, your career, the way you've kind of built out yours now is you you, you did you did your um, courses in your neuromuscular therapy, like your yeah. treatment type stuff. Yeah. You've built out your practice as a business owner and stuff and you've, you've done that now and it's worked in your progression. I had done a science degree, went into martial arts, business running, then going into recruitment and then back into science now. Yeah. And now in the last few years, I've really tried to, try to be building, I guess, like a footprint in the online space with the whole writing and stuff mm-hmm. and I enjoy writing more than I ever thought I would even back in school yeah. there is lots of things right yeah in um, other words what you're trying to say is you're constantly as you you constantly grow and, you adapt, grow and adapt and change it's not to boast it's more about like telling you life changes yeah I think and you, your interests change we're not trying to talk, discourage people from getting a hex step because there are some people that for example want to get and be a say a physiotherapist and it's like 90 something yes. right they don't achieve it they have to do those nothing degrees in order to get credits to, to eventually get accepted. Yes, if you've got to, to hack the system, the system will hack you. Yes. If you've got to hack, hack the, the system, system to, to get, get in, it, go fine. for it. Do the, you might have a, a hunk of chunk of debt at the end, but if that's what you want to do and you need to do a health science degree and then a, a degree in exercise physiology and then you got your, um, your points to get into studying physiotherapy, man, power to you. Yes. That's obviously... And some, you need that degree in order to do that career correct because you couldn't get in at the start because you know because you didn't attain because you've got to be qualified to do it respect that's respect for that it's just the it's it's not the end of the world 
if you do not know, number one, what you're doing. Because really, in reality, asking a 16, 17-year-old what you want to do for the next it's five a, years it is, is a stupid stupidest, stupidest thing ever. But that's just the system, and you've got to work with the system. Don't work against it because you're just going to... It's just going to backfire. So work with the system, but better understand where you stand and what you want to do. And if, I think if affectionately... <clears throat> one of the best pieces of advice I ever got, I think I was in, in the eighth grade, and one of my teachers said, I think it was I think it was homeroom, roll call or something like that. And she's like, as I think someone said, Miss, how do you know what you want to do for the rest of your life? And she goes, I don't know what you want to do for the rest of your life, but pick something that when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, I'm going to work. Not, oh, I just can't, I can't get up. How am I going to call in sick? I don't have any more sick days left. Yeah. Don't pick that, whatever So we need that more is. teachers that ask those particular questions yeah. of students because there are good ones out there. There are good there ones are out good there. good teachers out there. But I think ultimately these teachers are getting lost in the business. And the that system. Is, and the system that is school and they're driving it. So, yeah. It's, so, I mean, one of the, like, one of the things that I think is that a school can probably do better. I mean, we've spoken now to the to the kids going into the, um, you know, the, I guess the what decision they want to make and where they want to head. But for the schools, if you have a subject, for example, business stu- business studies, I'm just picking one, right? Yeah. Which is a nice general... It's a nice general subject. In fact, I wish I did it. Yeah, so I right? wish I did it too, personally. But I wish I did it structured differently. So I remember seeing some of the business studies students basically walk around with a thick textbook and the textbook was probably 20 years old. Oh yeah, I know what you're getting with this. Yeah, it's the teacher running the course had probably <laughs> never even held an ABN or an ACN, <laughs> yeah. right? So they probably never even ran a business before. Yeah, right. Or they may have ran one, you know, twenty years ago. You know, and it didn't I would quite probably work say out. majority of teachers haven't run a business. Probably haven't because they've been they've been teachers because they've been teachers. Yeah, right? which nothing is fine. wrong. Teach fine, but <clears throat> if you want to step up and, um teach the course, maybe have some experience behind it first. But secondly, there's ways to probably structure a business course. One of the ways would be something like first class, rather than put the hands on the front thing and say, you know, one in three kids are going to fail this class or 93%. How about you say, here is your task. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to teach you a lot for the next 10 months before your final exam or whatever it is. Here's your task. Every single person in this class is expected to, one, come up with an idea for a business. Mm-hmm. It can be anything you like. Yep. You can sell celery. Yeah. <laughs> you can sew pillows or be, you know, or, or whatever. I don't care what it is. Just come up with a business idea. Two, you're going to set the business up. Yeah. Three, by the end of this year, you need to have made a dollar. Yeah. You will not pass this subject. If you don't actually, no, I wouldn't say you don't pass it because that you might de- 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 won't be but deemed you, competent. You won't be deemed probably competent unless yeah. you learn how to make a dollar. Because yeah. the fact of the matter is, business will will fail if you you know. Shit. So but you're saying this in relation to business studies? To business studies, studies. right? Okay. Not just in general. You, in yeah. order to pass the class, you need to make a buck. Yeah. Then for the whole year, they need to learn how to sell. Mm-hmm. They need to uh, build up a client base. They need to. Um, get a, I guess a, a what I used to call a Rolodex, right? But a, yeah. a CRM or a, a list of clients that they're going to sell to. Yeah. They're going to have to set up, um, uh, you know, all their social platforms so they can increase, you know, their customer um, engagement and, and connect with people. Yeah. Um, yes, the whole logo design thing plays a small part in the whole thing. Um, but ultimately, they need to make a buck. Yeah. If a student can go in there and learn that from end to end mm-hmm. and make money and scale that, it'd be much more functional yeah. than saying, right, read page three and uh, do a business study, case study of some business that ran 20 or 30 years ago. Well, see, that's, that's it just has no functional output. Well, the, the, the problem there is... You the, can't test that with a written exam at the that, end. That's right. And the problem as well is the teacher that's picking up the book. If you look at the back of the book when it was published, it was probably about 1983. That's, yeah. So again, it's just like... Yeah, there's the what are they called? SWOT analysis and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's that's great, but it's two thousand. What well, then? Two thousand and five, two thousand and six, and the book says you know published in nineteen eighty three. Yeah, it, it's, it's and you not- can you can apply that to any subject. Yeah, you do IT, go and set up a website. You go and do art. Uh, work out a way to put your art out there. Yep. 
if it was music. I know music, they do like creative pieces. It's all about, The arts are good at that. Yeah. That's the, see, that's the thing. I wish I did arts more. The arts are inherently good at putting out stuff because it's creative. Yeah. And there's a lot of passion in those fields. And I respect that field more and more as I'm getting older, yeah. which is quite interesting because I, I did not like that Any field that stuff, at yeah. all <clears throat> when I was back yeah. in school. And because I had poor self-awareness. Yeah. But that's now, the thing. You know, we just keep alluding to the fact that you develop as you just get older. So you do. just don't put too much emphasis on... Like if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, pharmacist, um, a vet, uh, you know, all those direct entry type degrees. You need the degree. You need the degree. Yes. Yes. 100%. You want to be an electrician? You want to... You have to go to TAFE and do the, the, the your, your four-year apprenticeship? Yes. Do all, all, all that direct entry stuff. The middle ground, nothing subjects. That's very hairy, very scary. Yep. you got to really think about that aspect yes. of it. And if you do decide to go in and spend the next three or four years doing a degree of whatever it is, but you're not 100% sure about it, make the most of your time there. Yep. Network yes. with people. Ne- build your network. Yeah. I it is so undervalued. I used to hear it all the time and I was like, that's effort. I'll deal with that later when I get a job. Yeah. Build your network from the get. Yeah. Straight away. Your if you can get an internship, yeah. or if you can get some experience work in the field and working work for free. Unpaid. Work for, for free. free. Even if it's one day a week that you can put on your resume and say, I worked here doing XYZ. That's more you, valuable you than a piece of paper. Miles ahead yep. instead of the piece of paper. It is worth more than the piece of paper you're going to get at the end of the three year degree and take advantage of every second more you're there. And ultimately, as well, if you got caught in the quicksand, that is the nothing degree, you find yourself into one and a half, one year into the three, four year degree. My personal advice is stick it out. Stick it out as much as you can. I disagree with you that one. No, see, because I think if you can defer. I, I'm not a big fan of... If you defer, there's a good chance you won't go back. Yeah, but Which I think... I think speaks def- to the probably truth or I think deferring creates a pattern though. Because again, I'm only basing this on, you know, 13 years of working with uh, clients and them speaking about their kids. I would say a very good majority of their kids that started something and deferred something, a good majority of those then deferred again. So they're in this pattern of constantly constantly deferring. Because they probably don't know what they want to do. That's exactly right. So complete the thing. That That's a bad thing because it's a very expensive system they're doing the deferring in. That's right. If there's no so financial thing if you've linked made, to it, if you've made, If you've made, I want to say a stuff up because there's always a, a lesson in it regardless. But if you've just managed to go in there, you didn't get the right guidance, you're just doing that that Bachelor of History or, or whatever it might be, cooking, whatever it is that you do. Um complete it because I think there's a lesson in completing the actual degree itself that goes, Hey, you know, at least I left with something. They're probably never, not even going to touch it, but they're left with something. They've learned something from it because it's a very expensive exercise to constantly defer. That's personally my opinion. If, yeah, but if they, unless they found their calling, this is being, being, being very general, unless they found their, their calling like, Oh my God, I actually wanted to do this. And you really, if you have to be truthful to yourself, don't lie because you can't lie to yourself. You can't be like, oh, I don't, I'm not really enjoying it. I think I'm just might try something else. No, no, you have to generally be like, no, no, oh, shit, I stuffed up. There is actually something that I actually really want to do. I'm speaking to someone on campus who's doing this and I actually really enjoy what they're doing. I'm going to defer to that. And you're being truthful to yourself. Yeah. Yes. Okay, fine. Defer. But if you're just on this, I'm an oh, I don't like the subject. I don't like this or I don't like that. Then you know what? Tough titties. Finish so stick, it. Stick it out. Stick it out. Stick because it out. Two but years at or whatever the same time, left, you got you got to fin- you got to take advantage of whatever time's left while you're doing it. Yes. Of Don't course. just kind of fluff around. No, no. And, do it and then and utilize that time. Have drinks on. with mates and stuff. Like, yeah. take advantage of that time. Yeah. And build out your network while you're there doing that, or or come up with something on the side that you want to do. But don't just think, oh, I'll just ride it out. Yeah. Like, so I think, do something with it. Yeah. I think ultimately to um, wrap up this. Uh, this topic i think for me personally i think you're the same thing i think parents need to start the journey with their children in the young adults by the time they almost finished what in terms of what interests them yes don't ask them the question what do you want to do ask them what are you interested what are you interested you you don't have to allude to the fact that oh what are you interested so you can pick what you are going to do when you're in your talk no no 
hey, John, what are you doing on the weekend? What do you like? Yes. Have you thought about this? Do you like that? Oh, mum, I really like this. I really don't. Oh, okay, cool. Go back, process what they've just said. If it is that they're, if they're interested in building stuff, Lego, making things, whatever it is, you apply that and then as they get older, ask them more direct questions so that you're building a foundation as to their interests. So which is you always can facilitate those interests from when they're young when and they're help young. them develop in them more yeah. so they can get better at what they actually like as parents. Yeah. And that starts... Doubling down on their strengths, That starts when they're 16. It no, much I was six. For me, for me personally, it starts when they're five or four yeah, as a yeah. parent it, early. Yeah, that yes, that too. But I'm talking just in relation to picking uh, whether you're going to do uni and etc. I think for me personally, with what I'm going to, you know, we see things will change as as it all as life develops and and degrees change and whatnot. But if if my boys were to go from you know being six to eighteen tomorrow. Well, not necessarily 18, but by the time they get to high school, I want to let them complete the first year of high school, seventh grade, just let them adapt. And then I'd say from eighth grade, when you're, what's that, you're 12, 13? 13, 14. 12, 13, 14, something like that. That's essentially when it starts. I think they might get to year 10 and whatever they're interested in year eight, they're not interested in it anymore. But at least you're getting an understanding. You're taking as a parent your own dialogue, your own collated information as to what my child is interested in so that when they are 16 and 17 Mm. and they're lost, Mm. you can go back and go, there's this, 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 and that. These these were the things that they were interested in. Because they were the foundations. Yeah. They might have just got lost and sidetracked yeah. along the way because whether it's because of friends or, or TV shows or just certain, you know, dips and highs that, you know, uh, adolescent teenagers go through, yeah. especially when they're going through um, puberty and whatnot, their mind scrambles. Yeah. So it's good for them to relay back onto the parents, be able to relay back onto the parents and parents to have a foundation of yeah. the things that they've collated from when they were 12 and 13 yeah. to go, hey, do you remember when you were like, you still like this, you still like that? And it kind of like a bit of a memory jog. Yeah. They may still be interested, but they might not be interested in, in studying it. Yeah. So anyways, going back and forth, but I think ultimately starts, yeah, I reckon 12, 13, maybe 14 yeah. at, the, at the very latest. Don't ask direct questions. I think be more precise in what they're interested in, doubling down on their strengths so that when they do need to make that decision, they've got some kind of, background as to what they like yeah and one of the things i mean just i think the a good i wouldn't say it's a quote but this lesson i i um kind of picked up a few years ago was we were sitting around with some family members um once and the question was raised you know what do you want your kids to be when they grow up yeah and that was a bunch of parents wrong question what do you want your kids to be this was a question right (laughs) so the question sitting in the group was what do you want your kids to be when they grow up and someone be. in the room said, happy. Perfect answer. And I was like, shit. Like, I've got goosebumps right Do you now. Cry? Yeah. I want to cry. Yeah, that's the best but answer. It is. That's the and, best and answer. And it hit me. And I was like, like, of course you want your kids to be happy, but yes. Yeah. Ultimately, you have to be happy because it's it's a long journey ahead and has you alluded to the many things that you've done and, you know, you know, martial arts to science and back and forth and all these different things. You just develop and you change. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and then your priorities change. All of a sudden, you want to be, you know, a, an academic, and then all of a sudden, you want to be a dad. Yeah. And that you just take a massive turn in a different direction, and then you start your interests go elsewhere. So, yep. it, it 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 is a long journey ahead. A massive long journey ahead. Um, Do not be discouraged by the craziness of yeah <laughs> of, of it all. But um, it's a long journey ahead, and yeah. I think it's a good point to end on. Um. You know, this is this has been a long journey of discussion. I think running yeah. through a lot of stuff here that we have today. Yeah. Um, I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I think so too. It's been a good good show, good second show good for second everyone. Show. Uh, we have set up uh, social media uh, on a lot of the main platforms. We have Facebook now, we Facebook. have Instagram now, uh, Twitter. You can email us at uh, Journey to, to wherever, wherever Podcast at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yeah, That's, please, guys. Any feedback is good. Yep. Because, uh, you know, we can only develop and grow with, 100%. Uh, with, with feedback and we, we appreciate it. Even if you just want to say hi, yeah. want to drop a video, want anything. to comment, anything, anything that would at be all. massively Journey to wherever podcast at gmail.com. 
We are on, uh, as I said, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So please, as, as Daniel uh, just said, anything at all, we'd love to hear your feedback. Anything. Thanks, guys. Thanks, for everyone, for listening to uh, episode two and as well as episode one. Have a great week ahead, and we'll see you on the next next episode. Cheers. Bye. Episode two down. That was deep. That was deep combo. I liked it.